We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. Caitlin Cooper, and today we're going to be answering five questions from listeners that you guys sent in. And I will tell you this when we were talking about which ones to pick, this is very hard. You guys all sent in excellent questions. So maybe if we don't get them to, on, to you on, uh, on the podcast with the questions, maybe we can answer them afterwards or different time. But uh really appreciate those questions. And then we're also going to be doing a food draft because, you know, we, we talked about it at part one the hint of lime. We remember that uh party, what was it, party food? Uh, draft that we did. So yep. we're going to be doing a fast food draft to end the show, but we're going to go ahead and jump into these questions. So I'm going to ask Caitlin, the first one here comes from Life Enthusiast. He said, does the proven magic of a Tyrese Buddy lineup outweigh the potential of a Benedict Bruce? Uh, insert anyone that doesn't create off-ball gravity like Buddy does. Uh, Tyrese needs space to play. And though Bruce allows that, Buddy manufactures it. First of all, I am also a life enthusiast, life enthusiast. Um, Yeah, I think that this is something that I'm weighing a lot. So I'm glad that this person sent in this question because, you know, we do know for a good portion of the season, Tyrese and Buddy were the number one assist combination in the NBA. And when you look at the numbers, the Pacers actually narrowly outscored opponents when the two of them were out on the court. When Tyrese played without Buddy, they got outscored by almost eight points per 100. When Buddy played without Tyrese, they got outscored by six points per 100. So the two of them did play better, and the Pacers played better when both of them were out on the court. I'm guessing that you'd both agree with me. I'm suspecting that Buddy Heald will continue to come off the bench when the season starts. I think that what Mm -hmm. they did over the last 10 is what they will be doing um, when the season begins. So I think that the drawbacks here are something that you know, I'll be watching and monitoring in that we talked on the prior episode about, you know, getting Obi Toppin and getting Bruce Brown and what Fauci brought up that, you know, those two plus Tyrese were top three and effective field goal percentage in transition. But then when you look into the numbers a little bit on that, 
Bruce only attempted 20% of his shots in transition as threes, and Obi only attempted like 35% of his shots in transition as threes. So with the way that Pacers and most NBA teams, you know, scheme things in transition, the five man typically runs the pipe or, you know, runs from rim to rim. And then the rest of the players fill out and fill those lanes to create spacing. And that's where Buddy really thrives. You know, he was number one in the NBA among qualified players and shots that were attempted between 22 and 18 seconds on the shot clock. And he shoots 43% on those shots. Like he's a flamethrower in transition. Are Bruce Brown and Obi Toppin going to be able to run to a spot at the three-point line and hit a shot to space the floor for the rim runner? Because mainly what they do successfully is Bruce, like I said in the prior one, is catching a water polo pass from Jokic and really shoving the ball down the opponent's throat, using some crafty, you know, dribble moves to get to the rim. And Obi Toppin's catching hit ahead passes with like highlight dunks. So I will be a little bit interested to see how do playing all those players at the same time impact what their spacing and transition is if Buddy Heald isn't out there. Because there's going to be a difference in transition and in the half court when you go from Nemhard, Neesmith, and Heald, all of whom shot above 35% on catch-and-shoot threes last year, to Toppin, Brown, and Matherin, who Bruce Brown was the only person who got close to 35% on catch-and-shoot threes last year. So there is a chance that they're going to be playing with less spacing. Bruce Brown has like this really quirky thing where he shoots way better from the right corner than the left, and that might actually help because like he's the anti-Chris Duarte. Because Duarte shoots way better from the left side of the floor than the right. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of times when they're running like an action where like Ben will get a pin down and come into a handoff at the top of the key, they put Ben in the left corner. So that means in the past, like Chris can't be in that corner if Ben is, but Bruce can be in his preferred right corner. So maybe he will shoot the three ball better. I mean, it's not that Bruce is a terrible shooter, but we do know from like the Nets Boston series that Bruce was frequently ignored in order to load up on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in that series. So I do think that life enthusiast brings up a pretty good point on what could potentially happen if Buddy moves to the bench and Buddy's numbers did hold pretty steadily over that end of season whenever Tyrese went out. But I do wonder for his trade value, since he is going into a contract year and we don't know what's going to happen with an extension, what happens if he isn't playing as much with Tyrese? So um, a lot of things to weigh there. I will say just as a closing thought on this question that I do give this coaching staff a lot of credit because like when Jalen Smith wasn't working last year, even though they had declared him, you know, a prototypical power forward, they still adjusted off of it. So if that grouping isn't working together, I think that they'll look for other combinations. I don't think they'll be stubborn with it. Well, fantastic points. Alex, is there anything that you wanted to add to that before we move on to the next? No, this is Ask Caitlin segment, so we're not worried about what Alex or Fachi have to say. We're just answering right. the questions for the people. I don't so. want to dominate the conversation. No, no. Don't hey, hey, trust I me. I couldn't have said it any better than you just I did. I won't say it any better. I mean, <laughs> you're the basketball mind here. We're just the uh, the fans, I guess. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm 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 just I'm just being honest. I mean, your insight's great, so I'm I'm not trying to like toot your own horn, but really, it's it's way past what I could give. So I'm happy to ask the questions and and just let you do your magic. So. Don't want to get in the way, Fotch. Hey, well, we got the next question. Paul Varner said, talking about different lineup combinations you're excited about for the year, get away from starters bench and just looking at fun combos you hope, hope to see. Okay, this is a fun question. So I hope you guys will chime in with this okay. one. Um, <laughs> sure okay, so one that I would have, I don't even know if this will actually be a lineup, but I think that we are all starved to see functional defense on the floor. Am I right? Can I yes. hear it for defense? Absolutely. So I think that the best defensive lineup that I think we can construct is Andrew Nemhard, 
Bruce Brown, Aaron Neesmith, Jarris Walker, and Miles Turner. Yep. Yes. So I think the only way that lineup sees the court is if it happens in like the second quarter because Tyrese typically plays almost the entire first. So maybe if you bring like Miles and Bruce back in to play with Nemhard, Neesmith, and Walker, maybe we see this. But like I really want to see this because during summer league, like there were possessions where like Andrew would get multiple stops or he'd stay in front of the ball and you could hear Jim Boylan from the sidelines. He'd be like, good, good defense, Drew. And I feel like we're going to hear a lot if this group is out there. Good defense. And it's been a while since we've been able to consistently <laughs> say that. So, uh, yeah, I will just, I'll piggyback off that a little bit because the lineup that I was thinking of, like to close games out with it, I, I could see them doing just depending on how Obi Toppin plays this year and if Jairus is ready, I think they could kind of fall back in love with Neesmith at the four because we saw it work at times last year. So I was thinking Turner, Neesmith, Bruce Brown, Andrew Nimhar, Tyrese Halliburton to close games. That does get me a little bit excited because while the shooting is not buddy level, I still think Bruce and Andrew are smart enough players and connectors that they could really help move the offense. And then Neesmith knows what he does well. And I mean, he can spread the floor too. I mean, that, not a great three-point shooter, but he improved def- definitely last year and was much better with Tyrese out there and kind of let Miles and Tyrese run the pick-and-roll game. I'd be kind of interested in seeing how that would work out. So that, to me, is one five that I'm very excited to see. And then another one before I steal your Thunder Fachi. I don't really care who the three are out there. I guess it does kind of matter, but uh, I would just like to see some combination of some point uh, Obi Toppin and Jairus Walker together playing a little bit smaller without a traditional big out there. I kind of want to see what Jairus looks like at the five. That would be fun. That would be fun. And Caitlin, that first lineup that you mentioned, you know, that is, is the all defensive lineup. That's the best that we got if we're looking for a stop. So I had that lineup down there. And then we got to go the flip side. Look, I don't know who we're stopping, but it's going to be the all offensive lineup. And that's <laughs> Tyrese, Buddy, Matherin, Obi, and Turner. Look, Ooh. it would be fun. <laughs> I hope we don't need a stop, but if we need a bucket, it could be fun in short doses because that five can put up points. But yeah, like I said, you better be leading at that point because if you're trailing, I mean, I guess maybe actually, maybe you want the flip side. You'll need some baskets, but you ain't stopping any baskets with that lineup. Yeah, it'd be interesting to sub Isaiah Jackson in there for miles and just make it the all run and gun lineup. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah it, exactly. It's just people that are going to get out and run. Hopefully, they can get the ball out of the net really quickly and get to the other. Uh, I will say this. And when we were doing our rotation podcast, I was like, Trying to find minutes fit for everybody that would make sense. I even had McConnell out of the rotation. I just did like a basic 10 man, 10 man rotation. But I will say this I would prefer not to see Benedict and Buddy on the floor at the same time all year. I, I mean, there might be times when you need it, but if you're healthy, I think that you need to have one of Andrew, Aaron, or Bruce out there, and preferably not both of them playing your wing spot just because it does make me a little bit nervous thinking about how that defense would look with both Buddy and Benedict out there. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I'm just, I don't love either of their defense. So I know Buddy's probably a better team defender than maybe giving credit for, but Benedict watching him in summer league just continue to struggle so bad at screen navigation was like, uh, made me scratch my head and feel a little bit discouraged about his potential. But on the defensive side, I, I, I think it's there. I think he can do it, but I think he just has to put the mind over matter and get, you know, down to it and have more of a will to do it. Yeah, I mean, I brought up before, but there was a telling possession at the end of the game against Utah when Colin Sexton was really hunting Tyrese Halliburton, and the Pacers eventually were like, well, let's pre-switch. So they pre-switched with Buddy. Like, if you're at a point where you have to pre-switch Buddy into an action, and, you know, some of that might have been they just wanted to keep Tyrese off ball as well, but then Benedict was the low man. 
because they were playing really small and it was just like a 911 call. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it is pretty hard to have all three of them on the floor at the same time if you don't have, you know, a Bruce Brown or Andrew Nemhard where they can be the person who pre-switches Tyrese out of the action. So I see where you're coming from on that. All right, well, let's get back to the questions. This is Jeff Hasser. He said, with the assumption that this offense will want to run, what are the ripple effects that you expect to see both good and bad stemming from that, especially on defense? Okay, so if we just want to look at the good and the bad on defense, I guess I would say that the good of running a lot would go back to something that Jordan Wara and Daniel Tice, I think, have both touched on shortly after that trade went down and talking about like how they had to be in condition to play this type of style and how hard that was coming from a different team and then having to work into it. So if you're an opposing team playing against the Pacers and you're playing against this run and gun style and it's like a Tuesday night on the second night of a back-to-back, I think that that will help because your opponent's going to be tired. That's a very non-X's and O's, very strategic thing, but I do think that there there's an impact of that. And I think that Giannis actually talked about how hard it is to play the Pacers on any given night because they play random and they play so fast. The bad that I would say of wanting defensively, of wanting to run and a potential ripple effect is what I mentioned earlier in that like Obi Toppin does not come from a switch scheme. So like I did find a possession where they are playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was not in the playoffs. It was during the regular season. He switched out to our old friend, Karis Levert and contested a shot. And after he contested it, he just kept running. And that's kind of a modern NBA tactic. And that got him an easy dunk. But the New York Knicks ranked 12th in opponent offensive rebounding rate and the Pacers ranked 30th. So if you're playing this run and gun style, you are going to be making yourself somewhat more vulnerable on the glass. And that was already a weakness for the Pacers. So I guess if I was going to point out something that would, you know, stem or be a ripple effect defensively, I would point to the rebounding. It's very hard. I did a very cursory search. It's very hard to be a fast paced team, like rank top five in pace and also be a very good defensive team. I think there's sometimes some diminishing returns with that where like, I know in exit interviews, a few of them are like, look, we already run so fast and we didn't even get that many stops. Imagine if we're manufacturing stops and we're not taking the ball out of the net. And it's like, okay, but at what point, like, do you, like I just said, you reached the point of diminishing returns from it where your defense isn't as good because you're doing that. So the only recent team that I could see that, that met both of those benchmarks was the 2021-22 Grizzlies. They were a top five pace and they were a top 10 defense. And I think some of that was because it's very hard to run on them because they were so aggressive on the offensive glass. Like you had to stay with Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson when they're crashing. So then it makes teams like the Pacers who leak out, it's harder to do that. So I think that's one of the ways they were able to accomplish it, but that's the only team in like recent history that I was able to find that could do both of those things at once. I just think it's hard. No, it definitely is. And you covered a lot of great points, you know, offensively. Uh, and look, if the Pacers can't get that many stops, then they better be running because you got to put up 130 if you're going to give up 120. So that's definitely something of, of the pros. But for the cons, I mean, that's really where things could get messy. I mean, it could get very sloppy on offense with the turnovers. Uh, I saw the Pacers give up the fifth most points off of turnovers uh, last year, eighth most turnovers per game at 14.9. So it could get a little bit messy trying to do a bit too much. And then also just, you know, flat out, like you mentioned, this team could be gassed up defensively. It just not having it. They gave up the second most points per game in the NBA, 119.5, which goes into uh, the fact that I brought up before is you got to be able to score a lot if you're giving up a lot. And that's the problem is the Pacers might not be able to find that balance. I mentioned earlier, they got to be at least a respectable top 20 defense in order to really be able to take that next step as a team. 
So this could be a strength at times. It could hurt a bit defensively as well, though. So I agree with your points. All right. Ready for the next question? Yep. All right. You want me to read it, Flatch? Uh, I got it right here. So okay. uh, Randall Wood said, who do you think will finish outside of Halliburton, uh, finish games outside of Halliburton and Turner with this deep roster? Do you think that it'll be more of a consistent finishing lineup or who's playing the best on a, any given night? Right, so I think if we base it on last season, I filtered it, and in the games when Tyrese was available, their most used closing lineup, so when games were within five points either way in the last five minutes, was Tyrese, Buddy, Nemhard, Neesmith, and Turner. So the same as the starters. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that same group only with Bruce Brown out there potentially in place of Neesmith. And then you're just playing super small. You can still keep you can still keep offense, and then you'll still have Bruce and Nemhard as your top defenders, kind of balance both ends of the floor. Um, and what we just mentioned earlier about some of the pre-switching, you could still do that with either one of them. And then the next most used lineup was Miles and Halliburton and Buddy, with the two rookies being Nemhard and Matherin. So again, I wouldn't be surprised if in that case you see like maybe Brown out there in place of of Buddy. And that way you're still maintaining, managing the youth with Nemhard and Matherin. But as far as their point on the question of, like, will it be a consistent lineup or who's playing best? I would lean probably towards who's playing best because that was a lot of what they did last year. Like, even if we just think Tyrese didn't play in this game, but think back to the game they played on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Nemhard, in place of Tyrese, was struggling a bit against Milwaukee switches in the fourth quarter in that game. And that was TJ McConnell's career game. And TJ McConnell closed the game, and so did Benedict Matherin, because Benedict could attack without a screen, and that was an area where Nemhard was having some struggles in that particular game. So the coaching staff went with who had it. So I would probably lean toward them going with um, whoever's just playing best on that given night, with the exception of Tyrese and Miles, of course. Yeah, and I would agree with that, because one thing we know about Rick Carlisle is he's going to reward the players that are earning, you know, deserving of those minutes. They earn the minutes, he's going to give it to them to close games out, and he is probably one of the best X's and O's coaches in the league. So he really knows like the good and the bad and when to pull guys and when not. To. I just feel like Rick's got a really good pulse of what his team's trying to do or what he's they're doing that game. And so he's not afraid to make adjustments, even if it's going to hurt someone's feelings in the moment, because at the end of the day, I think he's just trying to get the best five out there for that game in that specific moment. But last question here comes from our fan Rooster. Uh, Rooster is just uh, one of the biggest listeners of the show. He's always tweeting at us. So I'm glad that uh, Caitlin picked this one for Rooster's sake because I uh, would have been hearing about that if he, uh, he we didn't pick it. And she didn't prompt us to pick this one either. So Caitlin picked your question, Rooster. Feel special. So he said, Adonismith, Toppin, uh, Wara, and Ajax. Which ones do you believe will be extended? Also, what would you say the chances are that Bruce Brown will be on the roster in three years? Yeah, I picked this one mainly because it was letting us talk about players that I wasn't sure we would have otherwise talked about. And because Rooster did call me out the last time I was on here and said we blew off his question. So we're not blowing Classic off your question Classic. today. Uh, of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think if we're just looking at those four guys, like Isaiah Jackson's in the third year of his rookie deal. So I don't think he's going to be extended. Um Wara, I think his potential there with what his contract is, I don't really know what his place in the rotation is necessarily going to be this year unless there's like other injuries potentially, but he kind of has a good matching salary. Like I don't really like to look at players in that way, but that's I, I think that's one of the selling points of him this season. And then Obi, I would be shocked if they extended him on a rookie scale deal before he played this year. I mean, mm. that's not to say that they won't re-sign him next summer if things go well, but I can't imagine that they're going to do that before they've even seen him play with the team. So 
I would say probably none of the above, unless we're just talking about re-signing. Um, I, I really like. Yeah, I mean, I really. Eventually. Yeah, I really like Aaron Neesmith, but again, like he's somebody who could potentially be crunched by the additions that they just made, adding Bruce Brown, adding Jairus Walker, adding Obi Toppin. That kind of soaks up where his spot was. So mm-hmm. I kind of think the answer is none of the above, but if I'm picking who might get another contract, potentially Obi Toppin, yeah. I guess is where I'd go. Yeah, and the ball's in his court for sure. I feel like with right right now, I'm sorry to cut you off much, but with um with the way this whole thing's shaken out, I think there's just something still to keep an eye on in terms of free agency because next year is the year OG and Anobi can be a free agent. They've got the team option with Bruce Brown. They've got all these restricted free agents right here where they can renounce their rights if they need to go out and get him that way because it would be the smarter way to do it since he won't be restricted. He'll be unrestricted. And we heard from, I think it was Zach Lowe mentioned it, so the paces are done with restricted free agency because of how messy the whole situation was with DeAndre and They just don't prefer to do business that way. So I think that, yeah, the they don't have to renounce all their cap holds to make that deal happen. I'm just going to put that out there, but I'm just keeping that in mind. I think that there could be other priorities before bringing back those guys on the team. So they'll have to do some finagling and figure things out, obviously. But if you can get a guy like Goji and Anobi in here with the cap space that you have, then what is the, to me, why would you bring Aaron Neesmith back? Because now we're his minutes. Why would you bring Jordan Mora back? Same, uh, not not Bruce Brown, because that's an interesting one. You'd probably have to cut his minutes, but you can maybe find a way to maybe not pick up that option and then still find a way to agree to a multi-year deal. Um, I think John Hollinger brought that up on one of the podcasts I listened to as well. Like that's a possibility with him. And I think Bruce Brown could fit in very well with this team, uh, not just this year, because he's still only 26 years old. So he still fits in you know, very nicely for the next couple of years, at least with guys being in their prime at this point. So I don't know. I I still think that they're just going to keep their options open. That's just my opinion, Fotch. I don't know how you feel, but I just don't think they want to tie themselves down to the roster right now unless they go on some magical run and get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Completely agree. I don't think that any of these players are going to be overly prioritized. I don't see Jordan Warr getting another deal. I do think that he's in a spot spot where he's going to want to go where he can play the most. And that's going to be tough to do in Indiana. Um, Isaiah Jackson, look, he's still got a lot, a lot to prove. So I'm not hundred percent sold that feeling like, Oh yeah, they're definitely going to bring him back. But uh, when the time comes, Neesmith, Obi Toppin, that's where I feel like it's, it's between those two. And I do think that Neesmith will come at a more affordable price, assuming that Obi Toppin hits his potential. If Obi is who the Pacers believe that he is, then yes, it makes a lot of sense to bring him back. But to Alex's point, I do think the Pacers will be prioritizing a guy like OG Ananobi over Obi Toppin. So I think they're going to want to wait and see. But yeah, Caitlin, to what you mentioned before, none of these players are going to be signed earlier. I think this is going to totally be waiting it out until next offseason because you couldn't even put a dollar amount on Obi Toppin right now off of the reference. 15 minutes per game that we were seeing in New York. We're all basing this off of what he could be. And for for now, you know, sometimes players don't live up to that. I'm a big Obi Toppin guy. I do truly think that he will hit his potential in Indiana, but I think the Pacers are going to wait and see, not jump the gun on any of these players. Anything else you want to add to that? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think I would just with Isaiah Jackson in general, like looking back at Summer League and with him playing with Jarris, like Jarris did play some minutes at solo five, but some of the problem there was that like in the games when Ijax and Nemhard and Matherin were playing, Jarris was doing 
he didn't get to play around the basket because he was playing in lineups with a big who's tethered to the basket. Like we didn't get to see him next to a stretch big. And then when he was playing without Tashibwe or without Isaiah Jackson, he was having to do a lot of initiating. So partially in my mind and given what his shooting percentages were like, which again, it's only four summer league games and he had an elbow injury. I kind of want to see what Jarris looks like next to Jalen Smith. And it's not because Jalen hit a bunch of threes last year. It's just that he can shoot threes. Mm-hmm. So that gives you a little bit more flexibility in how you can develop Jarris Walker. So like right here, right now, if I was leaning towards one of the two that they would retain, I would lean towards Jalen over Isaiah, but that's just where I'm at. Yeah. And I, and I hate that for both Jalen and Isaiah that they're still kind of having to compete for the backup minutes because it's not a bad problem to have when you have a log gym at, at positions because there's guys that are worthy of playing time, but it's also frustrating for guys not getting clarity and experience. So you know, we did our we did our exercise, and I just I just feel like Jalen Smith is a little bit ahead of Isaiah Jackson in terms of like better rebounder, um, probably not a better shot blocker, but he still is capable of doing shot blocking and like the three point shooting as well. Just having that in his bag, like you said, is a big deal to that development. And I like you said, the, with playing with Jarris Walker, it's definitely going to help. Especially, I don't even know if Obi and uh, Isaiah make a whole lot of sense together because. Yeah, you can stretch the floor with Obi a little bit more, but I still think if Obi's trying to get to the rim and Isaiah's there, are they going to get in each other's way? So Isaiah, it's really kind of a prove year for him. And it is. I just don't know where he's going to get a ton of playing time. That's where it's going to be tough. I just, I feel bad for a lot of these guys that the rotations are going to be so tight because there's just so many guys that are worthy of or deserving of getting on the court to prove themselves. But other than that, we've talked a lot of Pacers now. Are you guys excited to get into our fast food draft? I'm ready. I need I to am. do better than the last food draft. Yes. Okay. So she's here to totally. I was redeem true herself. to myself. I just wasn't popular. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm taking that approach today. I I told myself I will remain true to the foods <laughs> that I love, and it might not be the popular <laughs> picks, but I'm not backing down. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Caitlin, so we're going to let you have the first pick again. We're no, I want to go third. I want to go oh, third. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go first wow. then because okay. we've done this We've done this now a few times where Fachi has gone second and first, and I've gone second and third. I have not gone first yet, so I will go first this time. Fachi will go second. And then Caitlin will go third and fourth. So uh, because this is probably one of my favorite fast food restaurants to go to, it's in Cambridge Fieldhouse. I'm going with Chick-fil-A. I love okay. Chick-fil-A. It's hard for me not to take it. Um, I did tell you guys beforehand that I did do this with some of my friends on, on his podcast, and this was the first pick too. So I am copycatting that league a little bit. But wow. it would have been my first pick regardless if it would have been on the board over some of the other options. But uh, I am interested to see where this goes from here now because I got to wait for like five more restaurants. Kyrie Saliburton would agree. Did you watch his Slam magazine video where he picked stuff out of the bag? He said that he eats Chick-fil-A after every game. And if oh. you don't see him with Chick-fil-A, it's because he's already eaten it. So well, you and that, Tyrese. That's, a great point that's right worth there. like four picks right there. Then. So, <laughs> all right, Chick-fil-A for uh, me and Tyrese. All right, that's what you got. What I need to quickly throw in on that about Chick-fil-A is one of the best selections of sauces that you're going to yeah. get anywhere. Mm. I mean, Chick-fil-A sauce in general is something that I have in my fridge. So I don't need Chick-fil-A food to have that sauce. I want that sauce with almost anything I'm eating. What's so, your favorite Chick-fil-A sauce? The actual sauce? It, the actual Chick-fil-A sauce, like the okay. yellow one. The yeah, Polynesian is very good. Polynesian. Uh, the is, barbecue is actually top tier good. as well. The ranch, okay. I'm just gonna say fantastic this sauces. The, the ranch is really good. I don't know if you guys are big ranch fans, but no, it's the best of the ranches that you can get at a fast food place. Okay, I'm, I'm you, pretty confident. Of do that. you guys like spicy chicken sandwiches? I do, and I, and that's what I get at Chick Fil A when I'm eating Chick Fil A. I'm getting okay. the spicy chicken sandwich. L- listen to this real quick. Just hear me out. If you like the spicy chicken, go for breakfast. Get the spicy chicken biscuit. Add an egg. Add pepper jack cheese and add ranch. You will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of calories to start your day off with. I don't do it very often, but if I'm feeling the moment to splurge, that is my go-to sandwich for Chick-fil-A in the morning. Obviously, anytime it's just a normal spicy chicken with pepper jack cheese and ranch, but the biscuit, it just hits different with that egg. I'm telling you, Fotch, it's uh, it's a little bit messy, but it's worth the mess. I'll ask for the golden uh, next time I'm going through there, and uh, I'm sure they'll okay, say, okay. I'll just give them the real order, but Anyway, with the number two pick, I don't know. Maybe I'm going for a fit instead of, you know, overall best talent. I'm going Chipotle. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think Chipotle changed the game because, you know, you got you think of fast food, you think of your McDonald's, your Burger Kings. But you when you get Chipotle, you feel like you're not, you know, going with, oh, this is greasy. That You're getting a good bowl, a burrito, a taco, I I feel like it's a major leg up on the OGs. I mean, steak, barbacoa, you could get a little bit of everything. Uh, And also, I got to throw this out there. Love the salt on their chips. So when you get the chips, those are not just your standard chips. They're a little bit salty. It's nice. Guac, please. Queso on the side. Yes, please. I'm going with it all. I mean, it's a low bar, but Taco Bell chips are horrible. (laughs) Yeah. They have no flavor. They don't have the salt. The fries are okay. Yeah, they're better than the chips. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 cheese though at Taco Bell is not bad if you like processed cheese out of a machine. It's better than some of the other ones that you get it from. I'm just telling you, it's if got a little you, bit of spicy. You like cake. processed cheese? I'm just. It's fast cheese. food. It's fast food. But I will say this, Fachi. 
the people know that you like tortilla chips, seeing that you picked three oh, different yeah. types of tortilla chips for the last yes. draft. Yes, they do. Anyway, Caitlin, you're up on the clock with two picks back to back. I get two picks. Okay. My first pick will be Noodles and Company. Okay. I Ooh, like okay. Noodles and Company. I actually like Noodles and Company better than Olive Garden, and Olive Garden wouldn't count here because there's a waiter. But if I'm picking mm-hmm, between true. the two, I would prefer to go to Noodles and Company. This right. is another top tier. I feel like there's another level of fast food places. And Chipotle is at that level. Yes. And so is Noodles and Company. Like if you go to I a agree. fancier mall and you're at a food court, like at Keystone, these are the places you would find. Yes, yes. Noodles and Company. You know, I've had it a few times. It's been a hot minute since I've had Noodles and Company. Um, I, I guess the last time I went, I just didn't get the right thing. Is there like a go-to menu item there for you that I should try? I've tried several things. I like the... um the basil shrimp sometimes i get it with zoodles even but that's normally what i get balsamic basil shrimp with penne oh only had it once i i i believe it was some sort of cheese macaroni type bowl or whatever i I liked it Uh, oh the barbecue mac and cheese that's that's what it was pretty good too yes it's right up my alley. I know the menu. She's going to have to get yeah. off here as soon as we're done and go to Noodles and Company. Very well, Mike, but I'm <laughs> going to have to check it out again the next time, knowing that, hey, if it's going in the first round, then people are sleeping. All well, right. like Tyrese in the Chick-fil-A, Victor Oladipo said that he used to leave games and go get Noodles and Company. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I don't okay. know if I'd be wanting my source coming from Victor Oladipo <laughs> at this point, but oh, I, mean, t- hey, I, appreciate, I appreciate the brand. We're still on it, so... Okay, I, I have a tough call here between two places. Mm. One takes forever to bring your food out, so I'm not sure if I'm I'm ready to go there. But I think I'll I'll go the other way, and I'm going to pick Portillo's. I thought Portillo's. you might pick them. That is also another top-tier fast food restaurant. They have a drive-thru, too. Uh, so they, what I'm going to say. You never had I'm it. I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar. I've never heard of it. It might, maybe a regional thing where, you know, uh, up so, in New York, I don't know if we have those in Northeast. It's in the Chicago area. I think that's where okay. I remember it being at because whenever I'd go to Chicago, we'd stop in Hobart and get, I think that's where it was at. I don't know if that's right, Kayla, or not, but Portillo's was in Hobart or on the way to Chicago before you left Indiana. And they just recently put it in Indianapolis and they remodeled the old Don Pablo's on 31 and made it a Portillo's. And they had people outside, like this was about to be Chick-fil-A on steroids. And it was like a soft opening and that place was packed. After a month, you didn't see any employees outside and people just go through the drive-thru. It's not like Chick-fil-A with their service in terms of like the crowd is not coming in there. There's not as much clientele. I have gone two or three times to this version of Portillo's and every time I've gone, I've felt like I paid way too much money for the quality of food. So it could just be this particular Portillo's because I never went to the one really in Chicago. I think I went one time when I was in high school. I went to this one recently, like the last couple of years and it could have been during my like post COVID type of like taste buds were gone too. So maybe I should give it another try, but I've heard great things about like the chocolate cake shake. I've never had yep, it. Yep, That's my nephew loves the chocolate okay, cake. Okay. Shake. So, but everybody, but I mean, people like it. I've never heard really anybody say anything bad about it. Just my experience when I went was not great when I went to the one here, but it could just be that it's just not maybe the best location for it. I don't know. Can't win them all. Fauci's never even heard of it. So what, what do you get there? What do you get there? I like everything. I mean, they, you can get grilled chicken on a croissant. You can get a hamburger. You can get Polish sausage. There's a wide variety of choices at Portillo's <laughs> and the cake shake. 
The cake that, shake is yeah, what first, I know. That that looks really good. I've never had it. I'm kind of jealous that I've never had it. I'll be honest with you. At first, when you guys said cake shake, I was like, hmm, that still doesn't paint the picture of what else you could get there. Because I know there's obviously got to be, you know, some sandwiches or something. Yes. But okay, Portillo. Italian right. beef. Italian beef is kind of yeah. what they're known for. Which is, it's, it is good. It is good meat. I'm just, I got a hot dog one time and it basically looked like it was like. Well, I don't eat a hot dog. I don't okay. eat a hot dog. So that's probably why I don't that know. That might have been why my experience. My experience was not great because the hot dog looked like it was just boiled in some hot water and not like grilled or anything like that. So I was like, oh, we're getting one of these hot dogs, you know, when you got at school or something. <laughs> I believe I'm up. Correct? You are up. You are up. All right. Now, here's the thing. You, you might pay a little bit more than you want here. This is going to be a little bit more expensive than your average fast food place. But I'm going with five guys, burgers and fries. All right. Now. Simply known as just five guys. It's it's a good burger. You're going to get a quality burger. You're going to be filled up. And I'm going to tell you this. One of the greatest touches out there is the free peanuts. I can't even name one other free thing in America right now. And five guys is giving you free peanuts. That's about as good as it gets. But watch out for that bag. Don't put it down anywhere. It's going to be greasy. But, mm. but you're going to like the burger. Caitlin, what are your thoughts on five guys? It is not my favorite fast food burger, but the fries are very high quality and they yes. give you more fries beyond what they're just filling your cup with, which is True. why the bag is greasy Over because they flows. fill the Over bag flows. with fries. Yeah, I'm saying like a, a bag of potato guy. chips where there's nothing in there. You know, this you open up that bag, there's going to be French fries, you know, to the top. Galore. But you got to eat them first because if you don't, they get cold. Yes, they do. So I always eat my fries Doggy, first because you know, mm, the yeah. key if the bagglers are going to get cold. <laughs> Well, I they all get cold, honestly, because of the way they're made. But they at least wrap your burger in the foil so it stays hot yes, the entire time. That is true. And I like the Cajun fries. I won't lie. Mm -hmm. I think the Agreed. Cajun fries are very good if you like a little bit of a kick on your fries. I don't know if you've ever gotten those, Caitlin, but I have they not. Put, they put a little Cajun dusting on them. You got to get them. They are a little spicy, but it is worth the uh, the kick in your mouth that you're going to get. So I was going to go burger here, place two Fachi, and I'm glad you didn't take my place. I'm going with Shake Shack. That was my debate. I had it right between those two, and it was tough, so I'm happy yeah. that you went with it. Yeah, so I like Shake Shack a lot, actually, a lot. and the burgers are very good quality. The shakes are phenomenal. Uh, sometimes I think they have paper straws, which I'm just – can we just, like, get rid of paper straws? Because I know it's, like, good for the earth, but, like, they just destroy your drink, and then your, like, drinks, like, got straw on it when you're done with it. So it's like, okay, like, I just don't enjoy it. I'd rather just drink without a straw and just, like, tilt the lid back because – I don't know. Paper straws just give me weird feelings, but I like Shake Shack. I think it's a really good place. Very, very good quality. Um, if I had Shake Shack and Chick-fil-A in my food court, I'd be very excited about the clientele coming in there because I feel like it's always packed when I go to Shake Shack, especially up in Fishers by Top Golf, which is a little bit away from me, but I think there's one downtown now. But um, the one I went to the first time was downtown Chicago when I went to visit uh, for like a weekend getaway. So what are your thoughts on Shake Shack? Anybody want to jump in there? I've never been I'll there. Ooh, really? I've never been okay. to Shake Shack. Ooh, you're missing out. Yeah, you know, here, here's what I'll say. Between Shake Shack and Five Guys, you're going to get a better value at Shake Shack. You are. And, and I, I like I like what they got. I don't know how new it is. I don't know if maybe it's more recent, but it felt like in the last five years or so, it's really boomed in popularity. I get the Smoke Shack whenever I go. It's got some peppers on there. My wife loves the cheese fries. They got some good drinks. Um, mm. But 
overall, it, it, it's just a good, good solid value. Uh, you, you're going to be pretty happy. Um, other than that, I would just say uh, you, you can't go wrong. I would highly recommend it. All right, Caleb, we're going to have to get you to try this. We'll have to go to Noodles and Company. We'll have to come back next <laughs> month and see uh, if we were pleased with our fellow comrades' choices here. Um, I'll get. I'll go next uh, since I'm up on the board. I, I think I'm going to go, and I made this pick on my last draft, so I I, I feel like I'm Got cheating. a veteran over here. But I uh, I got to go Penn Station. It's one of my favorite subs. I like the grilled sub. I, I, they are a little bit overpriced, but they do have very similar fries. Two of five guys. Uh, they're not as, I would say, greasy, but I do like them. And I, I went there all the time for a while when I used to work by one and the people knew me by name when I would walk in there. The lady would give me free cookies all the time, which their chocolate chip cookies are fire. I would usually get the club um, with a little bit of honey mustard on it grilled. I just, I like a good grilled sub. The only bad thing about Penn Station now is I'm not really close to one. And every time I watch Pacer games, they have commercials for them. And Jeremiah Johnson's kind of doing the voiceover for it. And I can't get them. So I feel a little bit disappointed. But I'm going to go with Penn Station here just because it's a, it's a favorite of mine. I don't know if you guys like Penn Station or not, but I am a fan. I have been there once. My sister and brother-in-law talked it up incessantly. So they were like, we're going to Penn Station. And I got there. <laughs> and I have to admit, I was a little bit let down. Oh, There's not no. a very wide menu. There's only like seven sandwiches. Mm. Here's what I got for you. Visited Indi- <laughs> first, first time I visited Indiana, it was... Uh... I think it was the, the Pacers-Knicks playoff series in 2012-2013. Um, went to Penn Station Subs. Got one of the worst sandwiches of my life. Oh. And here's, the, here's the thing. Here's yep. the thing. It became a running joke in the car of people saying, I'll pay you to eat the rest of it. I'm telling you, <laughs> the sandwich got cold. It had been there. And my friend was like, you got to get the sandwich out of here. I'm getting sick. So maybe he got a bad one. I don't know what it is, but that's what I associate Penn Station Subs with. Maybe I'll have to go back. Maybe he just got a bad one, but uh, ooh, I can't say I'm on board. Yeah, if, if you've had a bad experience, I get it. The one I went to was really nice because I knew everybody, so it did make for a better experience for me. But if you don't like because I've had bad Penn Station, and I think it really does matter which one you go to. Uh, just You just never know who's behind the counters making those food, and that's the, that's the bad thing. We said about all fast food places. It, it matters who is making your food oh, and, yes. and their quality because – I've noticed there's a lot of places trying to get higher quality fast food out now and employees seem to be a little bit happier than they used to be. But depending on which place you go to, some places people just can't stand to, to wait on you. They're just ready for you to go. And I don't usually go to those places anymore because it's just like, uh, you're miserable. I don't want to be miserable while I'm here for like 10 minutes trying to get my lunch. But uh, all right. So I said Penn Station. I think Fachi, you're back on the clock. I am back on the clock, and I'm going with uh, what they call hybrid fast food or fast casual. It's Panera Bread. Panera. Okay. Here's what, here's what I'm going to say. Very few frozen foods there. It, it, you're going to get fresher food. One of the few places that you can actually get a salad. Uh, you, you're not going to get a salad at like a McDonald's or, or a Burger King. You could get a, a nice salad over, over there. You could get a soup. You could get a you pick two. It might take five to ten minutes, but you could actually get something a little bit, you know, more on the quality side, but still for a fast food type price. So I'm going Panera Bread. I have a bone to pick with Panera Bread. What do you got? Here we go. The last two times I've been there, I for the summer, they have frozen strawberry lemonade, and it is delightful. Love it. And the last two times I've been there in the evenings, I've walked in and I was like, I need the strawberry, frozen strawberry lemonade. And they're like, we're out. How are you out of a drink 
I I have questions mm. about this. Like, turn and the machine I find, back on. I find that their food is a little bit of a mirage and that it looks like it's going to be really good. And it's fairly expensive, but I'm not sure it meets the price of what I'm paying. But totally I do agree. love I do love the bagels and I do like to go in there on occasion and get a cookie. Their bagels are fire. Yes, they are. Yes. The cinnamon crunch bagel with plain cream cheese is very good. My friend was actually telling me last night that the cinnamon crunch bagel with peanut butter is very good. Never tried that, but it does sound kind Never, of like an did. interesting de- delicate. So I'm I'm going to try that sometime. But I will say Panera Bread, I was, you know, I started my diet this year, Fachi, really going hard. And I had a chance to go to Panera for lunch. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get something healthy here. Look at the menu. Yeah, right. They nothing healthy there. It's just a bunch of bread. Everything's really high in calories. Yes. A lot of sodium too. So I was like, this is kind of a fool's gold in terms of like a healthy stop. So Unfortunately, I got something, but I had to like be very careful with how much I ate because it was like even the like the pick two thing. I think I got like a grilled cheese and a chicken noodle, and it was still like a ton of calories. I didn't even finish it, and it was like hardly any food. So I I like the bagels. I like the like the bakery stuff. I don't know if I love their quality of food, but my wife likes it. Her friends like it, and I just every time they want to go there, I'm like, yeah, can we go somewhere else? My wife likes it. Like I got one about two blocks from where I live, and, and okay. I've got I got like the they have like a buffalo chicken sandwich. I had like soup on the side, and then for your other, you could get an apple, you could get a bag of chips, you could get a roll, whatever it is. You have options. But I will say, and this is my me being truthful, it did forget the other half of my sandwich last time, and I was pretty let down. I did yeah, look at man. the bag. I made it home. I opened up the bag. Half the sandwich was missing. Had to drive back. Haven't been back since but uh, i'm hoping to give them the benefit of the doubt and go back one day all righty caitlin you got two picks back to back you're back on the clock you took noodles and company and portillo's first how are we going to round out the mount rushmore oh yes because we only get five picks so this is a tough call i feel like i need a hamburger place oh no this is pick number three for me right? yeah you're three i just said mount rushmore because so, we are doing one. five total right five total yes. so you'll okay. still get one to come back so around i feel like i can still get one in the value spot that i don't think you guys are gonna take so i need a burger place so i'm gonna go with steak and shake okay steak and shake takes forever like it's way too long of a wait in a drive-thru especially when you compare it to a place like chick-fil-a where you can be 30 cars deep and you're still going to get through in like a decent amount of time Mm -hmm. steak and shake takes a very long time but i that is my favorite fast food burger and i think that we can all remember that jan mahinmi opened a steak and shake in france because it's such a high quality establishment hey i love all the ties you got here noodles and company with victor ladipo Yamahimi, a steak and shake. Was there anybody that had ties with Portillo's? I know, but that was I don't my think list. anyone has ties with Portillo's, but steak and shake and Yamahimi right there. And the Pacers used to have the massive milkshake on the stanchions for a very long time. A lot of players used to go there after games too. Uh, they would go to like, I think my buddies saw like Draymond Green or something like that at the steak and shake downtown uh, across from uh, the field house. I will say this, and I know I'm saying a lot about food because it's my like favorite thing. It's like my love language, but Steak and Shake really went downhill for a while there. And like they started franchising all of their Steak and Shakes out when the new owner came over. Uh, one of the guys from my church actually was like the executive VP of Steak and Shake. And he was like kind of running a lot of the stuff. And he ended up retiring from there and starting a different business. Um, but he was like a mastermind behind it. We would always talk about different shake flavors that we could add to the menu. And like he was like, what do you think about this? He's like, you got any ideas? And so... It was just cool that I could bounce those ideas off with him. But I will say this, the, the one that I've gone to recently in the past like six months 
that second shake is fire. And when it's done right, it is very good. So I will right. say, I will say right this, it like, is. the shakes are good. They're, I mean, you can't really do wrong with a shake. The peanut butter banana shake. Mm, I don't know if they still good. offer the banana, but Ooh, it's, it should. they should. <laughs> Yeah, I will just say like the last couple of times I've gone, I've really enjoyed it. And I've like had to like get it like two or three times that week just because I can't stop thinking about it. So I better have this... a spare half hour to wait for the food. <laughs> well, see, this one actually got through really quick. There was like nobody in line. I got there like at like 12 o'clock for my lunch. Nobody was in line and they got me in and out in like five minutes and the food was hot. The fries were well seasoned. The burger was quality meat. Uh, the shake was good. I mean. I'm just I mean, you gotta say. wait because it's all fresh. They're yes, making that hamburger right there, so you gotta have you gotta have your time. Yeah, because they do th- have th- waiters there technically, but they got a drive-through, so it kind of balances out. It does. And Alex, to your point, because I've only had um, steak and shake one time. I heard, I kept hearing that bad report how it went downhill, and I, I haven't had it since. So I think that just associated in my head. Oh, you know, they're going downhill, but it's good to hear that there are still plenty of good ones out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe. Am I back on the clock? No, it's it's mine. She's got another pick. Uh, I'm, 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 I, will, I will now, after picking the best hamburger place, I will now pick the best <laughs> sandwich place, and I will take McAllister's Deli. That's a good one. That's a good one. Those those loaded spuds are fire too. That's like an extra added you get in there too. Their sandwiches right. are great, but the spuds are nice too. No, I'm, I'm very out. much the best sub. Might be regional. Not sure if they have them everywhere else. Um, I've never, so never been. Never had it. No, no, I have not. But I there's, love love a good sandwich place. There's a lot of them in Indiana now. I know yeah. that. I don't I don't know how widespread McAllister's is, but fun fact, me and my wife went there before I proposed. So Ooh. it'll always hold a so special, special place, place in your heart. In my how, heart did, how did you yes. not draft it? I mean, uh, come on, well, man. I, the, the food to me is just okay. <laughs> uh it's more she likes. And I was like, okay, and it was kind of close to this park we were going to in Greenwood, so uh, just hopped over to the park and then went out, wrote her a song, played her the song, and Ooh. then asked her to marry me. So, you know, I uh, I had some romantic moves up my sleeves back in the day. I would say I'm still working on getting better at that, crafting my game. But uh, McAllister's, I, I like the pick. I think it's pretty good quality here for your fourth pick. I don't think it's a top pick, but I still think you can make the case that it is above Penn Station and Panera. Uh, and I, I don't think, think it is. I think it yeah, is. I, I don't think you'll get much pushback from that. I think they're all pretty debatable, but I still like a yeah. grilled sub. Hey, look, lo- love me a good sandwich <laughs> place. So I- I'm a fan. I'll have to try that one out myself. You know, I'm never going to turn out a good sandwich. But next, uh, this you know might blur the lines of fast food a little bit, but I, I definitely still say it is. And I-, I hope it is in that category. I'm going Domino's. Now, yeah. Domino's, back in middle school, high school, I think my friends and I, we were keeping our local Domino's afloat. I mean, we we love that place. We were ordering all the time to the point where I'm not even kidding you. Shouldn't have done it. We ordered one time, didn't have any money. Guy said, hey, we see you all the time. You come back tomorrow. And that that felt like, you know, a local place of, hey, they got our back. We got your back. We dropped off the money the next day. But since the last time I've ate at Domino's, because here's what I'll say. Don't pick it up. If you have it in your car, your car is never going to smell the same. It's a strong <laughs> smell that's coming out of there. So make sure they deliver it to you. So it's been a little while since I've had it, but they've upgraded significantly. I mean, they're offering sandwiches now, pasta dishes. They stay affordable, and they even hold themselves accountable time-wise. But lastly, their cheesy bread, I always felt, was ahead of its time. Mm. Love their cheesy bread with some marinara sauce. Hard to beat that. I mean, Domino's is underrated. My wife recently discovered a buffalo chicken pizza there. From them mm, with a thin okay. crust. 
Sounds I know, like you, I know you like buffalo chicken. Ooh, did you get time. buffalo? You know, you got barbecue chicken when we went out to Basbos, right? I, I believe I did. Yeah. Kaylin, do you like yeah. Basbos? I've never been. Okay. It's in downtown Indianapolis. So I took Fachi when he came to visit when we went to the Nuggets game last year. I was like, it's kind of a staple of downtown pizza. It's not my favorite, but I still like it. There's a lot of good pizza places down here. I mean, but are you closer to Chicago? No. No. That's okay. I haven't been to a lot of non-chain pizza places, I guess. Like, I haven't been to many in Indy. That's not normally where I go if I go to a restaurant. I don't usually go for pizza. I do not think that Domino's is the best chain pizza place. If I was going to pick a yeah. chain pizza place, I think I'd probably go with Blaze. And this is also yes. how... I was thinking this about This is also them. how, because Never LeBron had. is a part owner, all yes. of the pain that he's caused us, you can get free w- refills of the blood Ooh. orange lemonade there. So when I get free refills, this is how LeBron repays me for the pain of what he's done to the Pacers in the playoffs. Blaze Pizza is nice because you can pick so many different topics. I think they have a lot of different like gluten-free options as well. Like it's just it seems like more of your modern day M- much stuff. newer. I don't yeah. I don't believe it's been around that long. Like I do remember when LeBron was an owner. I feel like that's when it was first launching. I don't know if that was 10 years yeah. ago, roughly-ish. So yeah, Domino's I, Pizza Hut, those have been around forever. I feel like Blaze is probably a healthier, maybe less doughy type pizza. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. Um, I won't take that then because Caitlin said it, and I feel like that'd be like cheating if I said that would be cheating. It, took it after she said it. I was thinking about it, but I'll stay, I'll refrain from that. I'm going to go with a coffee place here because I get coffee almost every morning, and I'm not going to pick one that you guys are going to pick. So I know this is like, I don't even need to pick this until like my last one, but it doesn't matter because I got back to back. I'm going with Big B Coffee. They're, uh, new to Indianapolis, like they came here the last couple of years. I literally go every morning. Shout out Corey and Elena, who are the ones that run the one that I go to. Uh, I don't even. I, this is where you can go, Fachi, and say I want the Alex because they already know my order. Ooh, okay. And half the time they say, "Oh, okay. Do you want a bagel with that?" Because sometimes I will, and sometimes I won't, depending on my mood. But they have incredible sausage, egg, and cheese uh, bagel sandwiches. And they do put cream cheese on it if you want it, but I know some people don't like cream cheese, but they do cream cheese with it. But it's it's about it's right around 500 calories, just because I look at that every time. But it's a it's a good pick me up to get your day going. I I love a good breakfast sandwich to kind of start my day off with, and I try to stay away from the McDonald's and those kind of places for breakfast sandwiches because those send me right to the bathroom. Uh, this one does not, and I think it's just pretty good quality. They've started in Michigan. And they started building a lot more in front of like Meyer, which is a grocery store here in, in, in like the Midwest. Fach. I don't think there's Myers out in New York. I'd be kind of shocked if there was. Nah, I don't but believe so. They've been partnering with Meyer and like building their kind of drive through walk up window uh, fast food place in their parking lots, which helps them out quite a bit with traffic flow and stuff like that. So I don't know, Keelan, if you've ever even seen Big B or not, but it's pretty good. I've never been to Big B. If I was picking a breakfast place, I would have gone with Panera. Panera. Ooh, okay. Sorry, it's already been taken. <laughs> wow. Okay. Watch. She was like, "Man, stink." Um. So I've got. Man, I'm trying to think how I should close this one out. This is a tough one because I kind of feel like I need some pizza on this, but I don't really know which pizza place to go. Uh. For quality fast food pizza, I'm gonna go the new and improved Noble Romans. I don't know if you guys have seen the new and improved ones. Nope. But I'm telling you. I thought I was walking into like, it's like, uh, cause I've been to the old noble Romans and I, they were fine, but the new ones, 
Actually, you know what? Scratches. I'm going Enzo's Pizza. I'm going Enzo's. It's very similar to like Luca Pizza. I'm going Enzo's. I actually think it's pretty good too. Uh, there's one over by U of I, I believe. So University of Indianapolis, right in Indianapolis. It's a, it's a good pizza place. And I was went there for a bachelor party to get some food, and the guy was making fun of us because we asked for like an insane amount of processed cheese. It's not Taco Bell cheese, but it's still pretty good cheese. So going back to that, I mean, I got stuck for a little bit because I had a lot of pizza with processed cheese, but Enzo's Pizza is good pizza, and they've got pepperoni breadsticks, which are fire. So if you haven't tried them, you got to try them sometime. I'll be quiet now. My draft is done. Fachi, you're back on the clock. Well, uh, this is tough because the pick that I want, I know you guys have probably never had. I just looked up their store locations in the United States. They are not in you know Indiana, Chicago, any, anything of that sort. So I think I'm just going to save my breath there, and I, I won't just go pick it. Pick. Just pick it. Uh, it's that good. It. Here, here's my pick. It's kava. Kava is Mediterranean bowls. It's healthy. It's so good. They're known for their stuff like tzatziki and harissa dip that you throw in there with like chicken or falafel. It is unbelievable. Good. It's so good. What they do is they have two different locations. So two different styles. They have your fast food spot where you go up where it's just like Chipotle. You order up, no drive through And then they also have kava, the restaurant which is you can sit down and it's like fancier stuff like that. So where my wife went, my, I mean, my wife for our first date, the restaurant one. So, you know, did it up a little bit bigger, but I'm telling you right now, they're available. I looked at it, over 20 States. If you ever come by one, you're going to enjoy that meal. You could put anything you want in there. So it's salad, rice, chicken, you know, mm. you get like two, three dips. So it, it's, it's really good. How do you You've spell sold it? me. I'm I'm sold on this. C A V A. Look it up. I'm telling you. There needs to be more put... Mediterranean options. I've yeah. There, there, this one is so good. If I could put my stamp of approval on anything, it's kava. I miss it because I moved, and I don't know where the closest kava is near me. So this um, is a much better pick than Domino's. Yes, but I thought that I could get Kava late, knowing that that's smart. That was smart, a smart draft strategy. It's like a draft in stash. Like I, you know, it's like, look, you guys are trying to win now. I'm like, I, I know this person will be there, so that was my approach. But what I want to say, and I know that Caitlin, you still have your pick. A lot of talent left on the board, but more off the restaurant questions about that talent. So a lot of the big names still out there, undrafted, might surprise a lot of people. And what more's fallen? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Gigi Jackson in the you know the later rounds, you know. The, yeah, I, see, I mean, but... I, I I'm tempted to take Blaze here, but I don't feel that's fully true to myself. Honorable mention goes to Chicken Salad Chick, which oh, I have come to really, good. I've come to really like Chicken Salad Chick, and they're not available here. But then I'm also tossing around the idea that I really love Sonic. That's the most oh, fast wow. food place okay. on here. But I don't know if I can go with it because the main thing that I like at Sonic is the strawberry limeade. Oh yeah, like, I go person. there for the drinks and the half. They have a happy hour where I can get them half price. So love a good I deal. Can't, I can't decide between the two, but I think I have to go chicken salad chick. Oh, that's a good I one. To. I, like I don't. It. I don't have a chicken place. Everyone else does. Yeah, I, mean, I guess Fauci doesn't technically have a chicken place, but I'm going chicken salad chick. It's become my new favorite place. I've gone there several times recently. Mm. My wife loves it. I've never been. I'm not a big chicken salad fan, but she said it's got to put your mind, uh, put that out of your mind and just try it because it's like really yeah. good. 
There's a million different types. I really like the lemon basil. I recommend the lemon basil. You like and unique talking- flavors, but I appreciate that. <laughs> you do. You definitely do. A lot, a lot of those drink combinations, I can honestly say I've never had before. But talking about a place just going for a drink, one thing I want to throw up, because I looked, I threw out there, I, I looked at it and said, you know, what are the, the top fast food places? And they had Starbucks at number two in terms of sales. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't get food at Starbucks. I've done it before, but it, it's frozen. You pop it right in. You watch them literally put it in the microwave and take it out for you. So I would only get a coffee. So if I'm, and I, I go to Starbucks, you know, I'd say once a week. Uh, my wife, we do our coffee Fridays, but then I'm getting breakfast somewhere else. So I didn't want to put it like a pure. Just I'm getting a coffee at this place on my top five. I apologize to Sonic that I didn't pick them, but like I don't eat their food. I just go through the yes. drive-through, get a strawberry limeade, and go on my way. But I do go out of my way to get the strawberry limeade. Hey, I mean, happy hour is a real thing there because the the prices you get for those are insane. Do you like Smoothie King? Because I was kind of anticipating a Smoothie King maybe pick from you, Caitlin, knowing how much you're fascinated with popsicles. I have been there a time or two. I mean, I I toyed around. It's if a restaurant has two, I feel like it's a chain. So really nicey treat should have gotten my love here. Yeah, you can change it. We're not this list is not locked in. The podcast <laughs> I is... won't pick nicey treat because there's only two locations, just in Broad Ripple and Justin Fisher. So I will stick to them. But I nicey treat, you have my love. I, I like you. Oh, that's funny. I do love a good smoothie type, you know, combination. It's it's good, but it's definitely uh it might not be something that you crave as much, but my wife loves like, a, hey, you know, I'm going to pick up so-and-so. It's called Playa Bowls near me where they have like healthy bowls that there's like bananas and other fruits in there. But they also have really great smoothies. So every now and then, hey, a good smoothie definitely uh, won't make you feel bad about yourself. I need to I'll go to that. this place where you have kava and this fruit oh, yeah. place. That's... We, we got the, the healthy hybrid versions and uh, it works. Here's what like I'm it. saying. If the Pacers and the Knicks play each other in the playoffs... We got to go to New York to see Fachi and try Kava, Caitlin. I don't That's know right. You, That's I, where we're going. Oh, yeah. We're going to and we're, and we're doing a blog for uh, Basketball Shiro. <laughs> we'll video right, it We're going to film it. Absolutely. And if we're looking for a good deal, let's just say we hope they play the Brooklyn Nets. No one cares <laughs> about them over here. I'll tell you that. Tickets will be about, you know, half, maybe uh, yeah, 75% off. The, the Nets Pacers playing game. I could get down for that. Be fun. Kava on me. All right, so let's just go through it and read our list one more time. I'll go first since I had the first pick. I had Chick-fil-A, Shake Shack, Penn Station, Big B, and Enzo's. Fachi, what'd you have? So I had Chipotle, Five Guys, Panera, Domino's, and Cava. Caitlin? I had Noodles and Company, Portillo's, Steak and Shake, McAllister's Deli, and Chicken Salad Chick. I feel like these are pretty evenly matched, if I'm being honest. Definitely a lot of variety. I I was proud of us. We didn't get any Asian food in there. I was thinking about... Because I feel like the mall Asian food is much better than like your Panda Expresses. They're always out of food. Their food's always like overcooked. I mean, if you get a good Panda Express, it's very nice. But like, it's a... There, uh, there is a wide range at Panda Express yes. of what you're going to get. The quality can go up and down. So. Yes. That's why I was like, I can't pick it even though I want to. Uh, and every once in a while, I, will lie, I won't lie, I do love a good Taco Bell. It's not my go-to, but it's... Uh, it's not quality food, but it's just, it's a nostalgia food for me. So there are times where I'm like, I just, I'm kind of craving some Taco Bell and it's, and it hits a spot, but I'm good for a little while. I don't know how you guys feel about Taco Bell, but only place has got Baja Blast. My That's wife true. does love Taco Bell. Uh, that was definitely one of her pregnancy cravings for sure. Um, 
But yeah, it, it's been a while for me, but I had a good run with Taco Bell, probably early high school era in the food court, you know, nice, cheap, get the quesadilla. It's, it's long. I think there's mm-hmm. four of them in there. It, it was good value. It's going to shock you, but I like the Baja Blast Freeze. At no, Taco that's, Bell. that's amazing. It's so good. Oh, man, I love that. I used to get that all the time when I'd go. I'd get bad brain freezes because I drink like tons of slush. I used to stop at Speedway all the time, get like frozen Cokes and then different flavors. So anyway, we're going on a tangent here. I apologize, everybody. But let us know what you guys think. You don't have to pick a winner. You can tell us who you like. We're not going to do a poll this time because there's too much variety here. But I'm curious if there's something we left off the list that you're like, how could you guys not bring up this place as a go-to food spot? Hit us up in the comment section or send us a message wherever you want to. But I think that's going to be awesome. But Kaylin, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you on social media and, and anything you want to plug for your, your Patreon. Right. So my Twitter's at C2 underscore Cooper. I have a threads, but I'm not really using it. It's CaitlinCooper.nba. If you want to follow me there, you can. Um, and then if you go to my Twitter, the link will be to Patreon. It's patreon.com slash basketball. She wrote, I just recently did... Similar to this, a hour and a half long video answering roughly 30 mailbag questions. I went up to Fort Wayne. I visited Laz's Cuban Cafe, and they have Colombian delights there that are handcrafted uh, popsicles that are made in cups. Really good, the woman that makes them. I had a really good time going there, and then I went around various places in Fort Wayne and answered the questions so people can watch the video. Well, Caitlin, we really appreciate you coming on. It's always a blast, but it's always very uh, very informative. Love the stats that you're bringing to the table, and you absolutely were very deserving of the shout-out that you got in Slam Magazine. So congratulations on that, and we look forward to having you back on. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Caitlin. All right, Fachi, we talked for about an hour and a half with Caitlin. A lot of basketball, a lot of random food talk, but uh, it was super fun just getting uh to talk to her about everything and pick her brain on different things besides just basketball related and i'm mad because i forgot to ask her my music question so i guess i'll have to save that one for the next podcast we just ran out of time but uh any final thoughts man caitlin loves a, a good beverage that you're not gonna think of you know sometimes people <laughs> might go just let me get a lemonade nope there's always going to be some sort of twist on the beverage that she's ordering i very much respect it and some food places that now i gotta add to the bucket list because there was quite a few i've never had before so really got me thinking really got me hungry i won't lie your last pick of kava i feel like that's like the sleeper pick of the draft because like nobody knows about it in indiana it sounds really good i mean i'm not usually a mediterranean person but i'm open to try fresh food like that so definitely excited to Come out there and see you sometime. I need to do that. I've always wanted to go to New York. I've never been. So uh, show you time. um, I bet you will show me a time. So uh, with that being said, let the people know where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at setting the pace three. You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex Golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F A C C I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Setting the Pace Pacers Podcast where you can find all of our latest content. And if you haven't already, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating review. And Fachi, if you're excited that we're going to see Tyrese Halliburton and Obi Toppin running some floor tonight in a pro-am here in Indianapolis tonight, then hit me with those three words. Let's go Pacers! Going to the top, setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast, sweeping every team. We gon' need a mop, smooth.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.